Hello and welcome to She's Killing It, the serial entrepreneur's guide to building an empire. I'm Alicia Shoemaker. And I'm Deb Oliviera. And we're here to share our tips, tricks, and shortcuts to building a massive business. Between the two of us, we've built over a dozen businesses, many of them being six-figure businesses. And we can't wait to share our experience to help you launch and grow a massive empire. We want to be the ones that help you scale your business, automate it, grow your team, and build your empire. Let's get started. Thank you for joining us for our next episode of She's Killing It. On today's episode, we are going to talk about all things growth, like big growth. How do you know when it's time to hit the accelerator and hit the ground running? So Alicia, I'm going to ask you that exact question. How how do you know? How do you know when it's time to hit the accelerator and just go? So I feel like this is kind of a twofold question because there's the part of you that's ready and the part of your business that's ready. So one thing I feel like as moms, as women, we don't accept well is that there are seasons when you can grow and there are seasons when you can't and we need to rein in the expectation that we have to be in growth stage all the time. It isn't reasonable to expect that we can always be growing. Instead, it's recognizing, do you have the mental capacity? Do you have the emotional capacity? Because it's emotionally exhausting to be in growth phase, but also does your lifestyle currently accommodate a big growth season because it requires more time. It requires more energy it just requires more attention. And sometimes as moms or as female business owners, our lives do not accommodate that growth season. Now, Deb, would you agree? Spot on. Okay. Episode done right there. You just okay. hit it all. Oh, we're done. <laughs> like that's a wrap. We're all, we're all done. Cut. Cut. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I would absolutely agree with that. I know that we are always the hardest on ourselves. So personally, earlier this year, I had a newborn who refused to sleep. I would go about four days with no sleep. And I was just constantly in this state of, I am exhausted. I'm mentally not here, but I want to grow. Because that desire to grow was there. But there was no way that I was in an actual space that I could grow. So I love that you put it that it's both your business and your life need to be in a spot that it makes sense for you to grow. Like, do you have capacity? No. Did I have capacity? No. (laughs) Did I have the desire? Yes. Could I? No. It's really about embracing the fact that you are ready or you're not. And it is great to want it, but all the other pieces really do have to be in place. It's like catching lightning in a bottle, right? You need to actually have all those pieces in place Or the fact is you're going to burn out the thing that is ready and when the other things are not. And then that one is not ready. And it's even longer until you can get into growth phase. Right. The the right idea, wrong time. Exactly. And I'll be the first to admit that I have fought myself on more than one occasion thinking, no, 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 I'm ready for growth. Growth is great. I want growth. And my life didn't accommodate it. So there is something special about the ages of two to three in small humans' lives where, man, they are into everything and it is taxing and we're going through all of these big growth or all of these big changes with their kids and 
they're not quite to school yet. And if you do not have a support system that allows for you to step back and really focus on business, for instance, and you don't have like a nanny relationship or a great childcare situation, it just isn't reasonable to expect that your two or three-year-old is going to allow you to go sit and work for three hours uninterrupted without demanding a snack in the middle of a Zoom call. Absolutely. And it's also having the plan. So you have the idea, you have the desire, you looked at your life and you're like, can I do this? Like it's having that plan in place both for your business and for your life. It's if you know that you are heading into a growth season, it's a season making sure that you are not always on the accelerator, that it is a season that you let off every once in a while. We'll get into that in a second, but that you have the plan in place, especially if you have a family at home, let them know, you know what? I am heading into this busy season because this is the plan. Mm -hmm. And in your business, having it completely mapped out where here's the big idea. Here's how we're going to accomplish that. And here's how my time is going to be spent to get to that end goal. Absolutely. Frantic action is not productive action. If we are actively moving with those activities in a reasonable direction, in a direction that drives productivity, then all we're doing is frantically acting and moving. And it's not propelling your business forward. You're wasting that energy that you would normally invest into big growth into just doing all the things. So having that perfectly mapped out, or at least steps mapped out of the things you're going to invest time and energy in for big growth is really important. So Deb, as the queen of all things systems, all things mapping, how do you build a plan for that accelerator season? The accelerator season. So typically my accelerator season, I take it in three to six month increments because I know that I need to be able to let off the accelerator. But knowing what that end goal is and then kind of working backwards from there. So what is that going to look like for marketing? What pieces do I need to create and having an actual timeline? Like who do I need to contact for this end goal? Like every goal is going to have a different timeline, different pieces, but it's really just working backwards and mapping it out with realistic timing. Yeah. And not doing it all yourself. Like outsource. You you can have the idea. You can be the idea person. Does not mean that you need to do it all yourself. You don't. Outsource. Find the expert. Do it with the expert. Have the expert help you and support you with things that they are a genius in. If you are one of those marketing people who thinks in terms of campaigns, thinking about accelerator season as a campaign is the easiest way to describe it. We're working not with constantly thinking about 10 years down the road, I'm still going to be at the same pace. It's okay for the next three to six months, it's head down, do the work, and then we're going to give ourselves an opening. It's thinking about it in terms of we're going to go hard and fast for this amount of time and then being able to just let off, not stop. We don't want to hit the brakes, but just being able to let off for a season. And that season might be a month. It might be six months. It might be for a while. And it doesn't even have to be defined. It's just thinking about it in a short burst versus thinking about it as a permanent pace. I'm curious, what would you say to those business owners that they're almost stuck in that scarcity mindset of letting off the accelerator? Because we know we've been there before. I feel like every business owner has at some point that you keep your foot on the accelerator because you're terrified that if you let off, 
everything's going to go to shit. Totally agree. I think there's, there's a couple of things there. The scarcity mindset is something that you have to work through as a business owner, just in general, that scarcity mindset will not be limited to just, I can't let off the accelerator. It's going to be in how you, how you have clients, how you maintain that relationship. It's going to show up in how you deal with money and how you deal with investing and doubling down into investment with coaching and mentoring or programs or systems because you're afraid there's not going to be enough. That scarcity mindset has to be something that you work through because it will tank your business faster than anything else in every way. Absolutely. The other piece of it is building and doing that accelerator season in a way, using your map, but also in a way that you're creating a system that's sustainable, whether you're paying attention to it or not. So whether that's automating, automating social media, automating email campaigns, creating nurture systems with email campaigns, doing lead funnels and things like that, where you don't have to touch every single piece that's coming in. You're building a system that will maintain that accelerator when you cannot invest the time. So I shouldn't have to send every single email to every single lead. That is a waste of time and energy, especially when it's auto- it can be automated. That just isn't necessary. If I treat my accelerator season as me having to send every single email, then I'm treating it like it's going to disappear. And it will disappear when I stop paying attention to it because burnout's a thing or life changes. And we have to build our accelerator season so that you're accelerating on systems, accelerating into a season not accelerating into doing more activity that then has to be maintained in order to maintain that level of productivity. Yes, absolutely. So how do you plan ahead for your accelerated season? So this is actually perfect timing because I am heading into accelerator season, right? Like right this second. I finally had a point. Ah, it's so exciting. And also it's like one of those butterfly moments where you're like, oh, there is something big coming and it is going to be incredible. But here's the thing. Leaning into that season means I recognize that my life is shifting. So I now have all of my kids in school full time. All three. I've been a stay-at-home mom juggling the business and the personal for nine years. I now get to invest all the time and energy that they're at school from nine to three into my business. That gives me the capacity, gives me the emotional ability and bandwidth, and it gives me the time, right? I have now all those pieces that we just talked about. Leaning into it, I looked at my business and said, where do I see a gap? Where do I see my industry going in the next five years? And finding a system, a coach, and a structure that allows me and my team to learn that gap and fill in that need now so we're primed and ready when that need becomes more apparent. So I'm investing in a coaching program for me and my team. We're investing the time and energy. We're specifically targeting leads and clients within certain industries that we see in growth opportunities. We're taking a look at it from a holistic perspective, knowing that I cannot, I still have only nine to three, but I can't grow every aspect of my business all at once. I can only grow one piece at a time. And grow it well, get it maintained, get it comfortable, get it ingrained, and then I can find the next piece that needs to go into Accelerator. And really shifting it instead of saying, I'm going to grow all the things all at the same time. Instead, I'm going to grow this thing right now, and then I'm going to move on to the next thing that needs my attention and growth. 
Yes, absolutely. I love that you said that to do it piece by piece because I feel like so often we look at accelerating as we're going to grow all the things and we're going to do every little piece all of it. The, areas. Like, the whole business is mostly going t- Right? <laughs> and we're mostly talking to small businesses here. Like you have only so much capacity. And so, yes. Oh my gosh. I'm like doing the like happy dance because what you just said was the piece just one piece at a time. And it's okay. And realistically, especially if you're hiring a mentor or a coach, or you're going to work with a new organization, or you're looking at a new system, that system or that coach, that mentor is not for your entire business. It's for a piece because you're not copying what somebody else is doing. You're creating something new with your own spin, your own brand, your own voice. So to say that everything about your business has to go into growth, you're setting yourself and your expectations up to not be manageable. If I can take it one piece at a time, for us, it's one particular area. I'm going to focus here hard, fast for three months, and then we're going to get it maintained. And then I can back down and I can take a little break and I can decide what thing needs to come next. And it allows for our team to not go into culture shock, especially when we have a team or we have a community that we're in. If we were trying to do all the things at the same time, not only are you frying yourself, but you're potentially frying your team who didn't want necessarily to move into growth mode and into accelerator season. Instead, you're giving them culture shock. You're all of a sudden sprinting and dragging them behind you. And all that does is cause miscommunications. It causes bad feelings and it can threaten the culture of your business. If you're trying to force people along the road by changing their entire lives with you because you're ready and they're not. One thing that I love that you've done with your team, and I'm, I'm kind of on the outside looking in, but I know that you've done this with them, is you've let them know growth season is coming. It's not here yet, but this is where we're going. Here's the path. Here's the plan. And I'm sure you guys probably made that plan together, but you involved your team in that growth. And I think yeah. that's an amazing thing to do when you're working with a team is to bring them in and be like, you know what? It's not just I'm the owner, I'm the top dog. Like, no, we are doing this together. Like we're all, you know, that forward motion yeah. moving together. It's, we're all agreeing. We're all in that phase now. The other piece of it is I actually didn't tell them. I said, I see this as an opportunity. I now have bandwidth for this. I want to grow. Here's what I think makes the most sense in growth. Are you on board? If you're not, okay. that's cool. Yeah. That's cool. We'll find a different way to grow. I'll find a different way to grow. I'll develop or I'll focus on a different aspect. But the people that had to be involved in this big growth accelerator season, I got their buy-in before I invested. And like to your point, that one gets them involved. It gets confirmation. And it allowed me another perspective for somebody to go, hey, I was also thinking about this, but what about this particular thing? Or hey, that's great. I was thinking about this and I know this coach or this relationship might be really valuable. All of a sudden, my, I know we want to go into growth and I want to play here turned into, I now have involved my team and built the entire plan with their buy-in. And so it makes for a much stronger relationship between me and my team because their opinion is valued, but also there were pieces of their lives and their relationships and their connections that I wasn't aware of that are now incredibly valuable to our growth because they have them and I didn't know they existed. And now they're part of our plan. I didn't build it by myself because I can't build it by myself. Yeah, absolutely. Oh, so team, go team. 
If you're my team, <laughs> if you are ask? listening right now, can I just tell you how much I love you? <laughs> <laughs> she does. She loves you guys. <laughs> I, it's it's sick how much I love you all. <laughs> what is like the next piece that you are going to work on growing? Are you allowed to talk about that right now? Sure. So the oh big, I know. So the big direction that I see shifting and has already started to make that shift is in digital advertising. So, you know, Google is doing its best to, to try to churn out sponsored ads. How do we make them better, stronger, and more productive with a lower click through rate in social media advertising with Apple and iOS launching all of their security features and being able to lock out social media from seeing the things that you're already visiting. It's made traditional or the way that Facebook originally built their ad structure really, really difficult. And you can't use the lookalike groups anymore because you're missing a good chunk of the environment. So how do we build ads and advertising for a business to live on social media, to be super productive, as little waste as possible, decentralized. So we're actually building a unique ad versus relying on the algorithm. It's really this all-encompassing structure to rethink about how ads are done in the digital world. And this is changing all the time as people are especially concerned about security and the things they're searching for and the things that other websites know about them. So how do we still make sure that products and services that are valuable to them can still find them when they don't already know they exist? Oh, I love that. I'm so incredibly excited. I like, I could talk about this for hours. In fact, this might be an entire podcast if we're not careful. I love that. (laughs) But it's, it's one of those things where we've done it for the entirety of our business. We've done ads, but now I know we need to be better because the market is shifting in this direction. And that means that I need my team to buy in because I'm not writing every ad myself. I need my team to be engaged because this coaching program and this system that we're learning is time sensitive. There's only so much time I get this attention and so much time that I get to work with this particular coaching organization. So I need their buy-in. I need them part of the team. And then as we're looking at how do we test this, finding the ideal organizations for us to test it on, to offer, to build ads for, and what relationships do we need to build ahead of time so that when we're ready, we can go, listen, we are your ad team. We're not just a digital marketing company. It's not just that we do social media, organic content. We do everything related to digital marketing. And now we're the best in the world for it. Oh, that is amazing. Yay. Go team. <laughs> By the way, team still love you. Okay. So I want to skip us back a little bit. So we've talked, we talk a ton, you and I about systems and processes and like, this is your realm of genius, figuring out how to life proof your business. I mean, you even have a course. I'm life-proofing your business. So what is the difference from your perspective between a system and a process? What is it and why does it matter? So a process is the way that you do things. I mean, they both kind of go hand in hand a bit, but the process is, for example, I'm going to do X, Y, and Z in this form, you know, in this system. And then the system is the way that we do the thing. Does that make sense? Yes. So it's like, I get an inquiry. Then I'm going to go on and on to the next step, which step number two, I'm going to answer inquiry or I have automated message, which is part of that system of here's how we do things. And those automations really are what make it so that you're able to continue to do business even when you're not paying attention. Absolutely. Like I personally... Earlier this year, I this is about this is touching on episode 10. Ah! Earlier this year, I closed my fourth business 
And so I started the year with four businesses, went down to having three, and I'm ending the year with four businesses again. Thank you, Alicia and Rebecca. (laughs) So I'm able to have these businesses because of the fact that I have systems in place that allow me to life-proof my businesses. So there is the process in place where it is written out how every piece of the business is run. And there's a system in place of how that's worked out. So there's the automation pieces, which is part of that system. So my emails, they're automated. Like I will sit down in January, write them out for the entire year because we keep on mentioning emails. So I'm just going to go with that one. Love it. Like my emails, I write them in January. They're completely done for the entire year. It's part of the system because I don't want a business that I have to be in every single day. Because owning this many businesses, when it's myself, an associate, and a VA, I have a virtual assistant. Yeah. Things would fall through the cracks if For sure. we didn't have the correct system in place. Absolutely. And I think that's what's really powerful and necessary if you are a woman in business, because we do wear so many hats. There are days where either because of life or because of emotional health, where I cannot engage today. That does not mean that something did not have to happen today. But creating those systems, having those processes, and even documenting the processes so that if you do bring somebody in, it's seamless to get them on board with the process. It's so valuable for being able to take care of yourself and family and your business when things kind of go sideways. You know, how many times I I had surgery being out of commission for two weeks. My business didn't stop because the systems were in place because the process was documented. And it allowed me to take care of myself in a season where I needed to. I was in labor. (laughs) (laughs) And my business was still running. It's so funny because I was actually talking to my nurse as she's like checking my vitals. I'm like straight in labor and I'm telling her how amazing my assistant is. (laughs) (laughs) My business was still running and I'm like, I'm in labor. Like, this is amazing. Which is also a reason why like, I am going full force with coaching. And there's different seasons where I'll focus on one business over the other because I I look ahead and I'm like, okay, which one needs my attention right now? Yeah. Which one needs Deb to touch into this business because of my realm of genius? Mm-hmm. But I want that so bad for everyone that they have a business that allows them the life that they love, that they get to take a step back when they need to, when they even just take a mental health day where it doesn't mean that things aren't being done that day. Like I went for a hike and I checked out my phone and I was like, oh, cool. I made 150 bucks. Did I have to do anything at that moment to make that? No, I did not because there is systems in place to make that happen. And that's exactly why I decided to go full force into coaching because I just, I want that for everyone. And that balance. So actually that leans perfectly into knowing when it's time to stop. Oh, this was something that took me, I feels like it took me way too long to figure out. It really did because my solution for the longest time, Hey, it's time to get out of accelerator mode was because I was so burned out. I couldn't stand it anymore. And I hated my business and I never wanted to look at it ever again. Like that was my way to know when it was time to stop was oh, I hate this now. So I guess I should probably slow down. Or I'm tearing my hair out or crying in my bathroom. 
because I have 75 emails and a kid screaming and somebody is asking for a snack and we have a doctor's appointment and all the things all of a sudden come crashing down and I'm sobbing in the bathroom. Not quite the healthy version of knowing when to stop, right? No. No. So chances are there's at least a few people listening to this who have done exactly what I just talked about, hiding in your bathroom crying because there's too many things, right? Drinking wine in the bathtub. I I mean, Deb, you know nothing about that, right? Never happened. No, no, no. Sarcastic. No. So, <laughs> is there like a sarcasm sound? Like, do we need some kind of sound? Sarcasm sound. So, Deb, now that we've realized that we do this, how do you know when it's time to let off the accelerator and hit a season of just coasting? So, two ways. Because I I cannot say that I am the professional in that area of knowing when enough is enough. <laughs> Listen, we're all learning and sometimes we know how to do it. We just don't always follow our own advice. Listen. Right. Yeah, exactly. So two ways. Number one is the healthy way, which is your plan is fulfilled. Like, you know, I said earlier that we have time. Our plan has times on it, realistic times. So knowing when that date is, I mean, like, mm-hmm. okay, everything is in place. This new system is working well. Cool. I'm going to take a step back. I'm going to take a breath. You know what? Might go take a vacation type thing. I'm just going to take a breath. The other way is, yeah, the thing we were just talking about that uh, I get burned out. And break I'm down? Like, Ooh, yeah. I don't, I don't like, I don't like this feeling. <laughs> and that's one of the reasons why I love time, bo- time bounding, time, bi- time, time limiting those accelerator seasons, or at least revisiting after a certain amount of time. It may be possible that when you get to the three or six month cutoff for that accelerator season, where you look at it and go, nope, I still have opportunities. There's a new thing I can do, or I can shift it, or I can go a little longer. But it's that revisiting point where you look at it and go, yes, I I should stop, or no, I think I'm ready to keep going. So that's Part, I think part of it is that time bound version of it, but also did you do all the things that you said you were going to do as part of this accelerator season? Did you, you know, you checked all the boxes, you've completed it all. Sometimes it happens faster. Sometimes it happens slower, whatever that looks like, but being able to say, I completed all the tasks. I've earned the break and really sitting down and focusing on how do I feel about it and being able to say, I'm ready to keep going or I'm ready to stop. Really being intentional of looking inward. And being yes. very honest with yourself. Yes. The honesty sometimes is easier said than done, especially when you love your business or especially when you are like you're in that moment and it's really hard to step back and go, okay, but how's the rest of me doing? Yeah. Cause sometimes we get to that timed, like that timestamp of the end of the plan. And it's like, but I'm not ready to be done. I'm not ready to be done you know, accelerating and running forward because there are these opportunities and you really have to look inward and be like, do I have capacity mm-hmm. to do this well if I keep going? And if I keep going, is it just infinite? Or what is that new date? What is yeah, the new cutoff point? When is enough enough? Exactly. That you're like, I need a break. Don't let yourself get to that burnout part. And we all do it. Yes. Doesn't make it okay. Doesn't make it right. Don't let yourself get to the burnout before you kind of ease off. And that's also taking care of yourself along the way. 
Mm-hmm. It's not just being at the end and being like, oh, I'm going to check in myself now. <laughs> like, no, along the way, make sure that you're stopping, you know, taking a day here, taking a day there and making sure that you're breathing, you're sleeping, you're taking care of yourself well. Yeah. So the hardest question that I've ever been asked, what are the signs for you that you're entering a burnout stage? For me, it's when I'm getting more irritated than normal. Like I know my my normal. I'm a very like bubbly out there, happy person. You? No. Sarcasm no. sound. Sarcasm sound. <laughs> <laughs> I sparkles. So when I notice that I'm kind of just mellow and I'm getting agitated more than usual, I'm like, oh, all right. I need to take a break here. Like that's my warning signs. Mm. That's because really it, it can point. get worse from there. Right. Trust me, we can. That's when <laughs> you, I, you start getting insomnia. That's when you start eating bad. That's when you start snapping and you're like, well, where did that come from? Like, don't let yourself get there. So it's yeah. knowing your personal little warning signs before you hit burnout. Where you're yes. just like, well, I'm just kind of tired. Where you're like, eh, I just don't want to do it. But what about you, Alicia? How is it for you? So I mine is similar when I start to just get short, but also short-sighted. And I see more of the hurdle than the goal and the benefit at the end. So I start to notice that I am dreading tasks that either I enjoyed before or that didn't bother me before, or it all I see is the task and not the, but this is where we're going. And this is the big moment that we're pushing for. And this is what the goal was at the end. When I start losing that vision and also losing perspective, it's when I start to realize, oh, okay, we're hitting that cycle where things are not, they're not healthy anymore. And then for me, it's identifying, okay, what thing is causing the rub? But also, do we need to completely stop accelerator or do we need to give ourselves a couple, like a couple days break? Or is the system itself breaking down in a way that needs to be fixed? And we really weren't ready for accelerator mode. Yeah. And going into when you know it's time to just call it quit. Which is a perfect ending for today's episode because that's episode 10, y'all. I am so excited. Can you believe we've done nine episodes so far? I don't know why that feels so huge to me, but all of a sudden it feels huge. I know. We've been working on this podcast all year. I am personally so proud of it. I'm so happy to have done this project with you. I think that it's been super beneficial. We have been able to share a lot of our insight and experiences, and hopefully it helps someone who's listening. Absolutely. All right, let's get to episode 10. This is going to be emotional. Ooh, uh, we grabbed tissues before the next episode comes out. Just a suggestion. Grab tissues. I'm going to grab mine. Me too. (laughs) See you soon. Thank you for listening to today's episode of She's Killing It be sure to hit the subscribe button. And if you found something in particular that you loved about this episode, be sure to review it and share it with all of your female entrepreneur friends. We can't wait to chat with you next time.